G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's Tuesday and Tuesday is a day we like to check on breaking news as it's coming out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross is back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Uh, Ron, let's start off this morning with an update on what's happening so far as breaking news goes because ministers in Israel have approved a bill that defines Israel as a Jewish nation-state. What's the story? It came as a bit of a surprise to me that this is not already legislation, but the Ministerial Committee for Legislation unanimously approved the so-called nation-state bill, which was penned by the member of the Likud party, Avi Dikta. After the vote, Acting Committee Chairman Yari Levin said he had decided to put an end to the foot-dragging and passed the bill which defines Israel as the nation-state of the Jewish people. We have been deliberating and trying to reach a decision on this bill for too long, he said. It's not clear how this basic law hasn't been anchored down in legislation until now when its sole aim is to uphold Israel's status as the state of the Jewish people. Today the wait is over. The bill will be pushed forward and prepared as a government bill during the current Knesset or Parliament session, he said. Dicta, who heads the Knesset Foreign Affairs and Defence Committee, introduced the bill following a series of discussions on the subject, none of which led to a written agreement. The bill is a revised version of a similar proposal introduced about four years ago. There's been some debate uh, in the corridors of power, uh, that this will uh, cause minority groups to be victimised. But uh, in the time I lived in Israel, I didn't see any evidence of that. Israel Batenu chairman Robert Ilatov, one of the people behind the legislation, said, I welcome the approval of the nation-state bill by the ministerial committee. The state of Israel is the home of the Jewish people and certainly its nation-state. This is the best response to all the bizarre organizations that try to rewrite history and cast doubt on our historical right to our land and our eternal capital of Jerusalem. I note too, Ron, that out of one of the stories I picked up on this topic, that the language issue has come to the fore because this bill downgrades Arabic from designation as the official language and says the national language is Hebrew. Yeah, and of course, Hebrew is a reinvented language. It's amazing how it survived through the centuries, and it is the official language of Israel. But quite frankly, we found most Israelis spoke English because so many of them come from various countries around the world. Uh, But Arabic is freely spoken. But from a legal point of view, the language of the state is Hebrew. Uh, Let's talk about Palestinians in the territories there because there's a terror group, Islamic Jihad, and they've rejected... 
Palestinian state limited to 1967 borders. How does that look? Well, this is what we believe is the motive behind all the terror groups, that their ultimate aim is the eradication of Israel completely. And with Donald Trump heading there for Jerusalem Day, uh, there's a great fear that as a negotiator he will put expectations on the Palestinian community that they can't reject. Uh, I think the United States contributes something like $300 billion a year uh, to the Palestinian Authority. But the radical Palestinian terror group, Islamic Jihad, said that it rejects any move of accepting the establishment of a Palestinian state limited to the 1967 borders after Hamas released a new program that appeared to marginally soften its stance on the issue while still calling for Israel's destruction. As partners with our Hamas brothers in the struggle for liberation, we feel concern over the document, they said. We are opposed to Hamas's acceptance of a state within the 1967 borders, and we think this is a concession which damages our aims, they said on the Islamic Jihad website. Uh, we fear that that's the motivation behind all of the push to get more space and to create a Palestinian state, and it's something that Israel's aware of, and we're praying that Donald Trump and his U.S. administration is very uh, aware of too. So if the Palestinians confirm the borders, that actually legitimises the Jewish state. So that's, exactly uh, so right. that's what, what they, they don't want. The occupation would become legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's, that's a great fear for the Palestinian Authority. And it's only interesting to remember uh, that the only way these Palestinian factions came together was Yasser Arafat years ago created Israel as the common enemy. So the various factions were able to unite in their hatred of Israel, and that remains true. Now, there's another Palestinian story worthy of attention, because this one revolves around Gaza, where Gaza has decided not to pay Israel for its electricity. And so the Palestinian authorities expressed some surprise that Israel hasn't cut the power off to Gaza. What's the story there, Ron? Well, the Palestinian Authority want to dry up all the funding for Hamas. And so the plan was to stop payment for power. But an official told the Al-Hayat magazine that Israel did not respond to an official request by the Palestinian Authority to stop deducting the cost of electricity provided to Gaza, which amounts to 11 million US dollars a month. According to the Protocol on Economic Relations, that is the Paris Protocol, signed by Israel and the PLO in April 1994, Israel collects and transfers to the Palestinian Authority the import taxes on goods that were shipped there and the income taxes collected from the Palestinian residents employed in Israel. Uh, Majdalani said that at the end of last month, the authority had officially requested Israel to stop deducting the cost of Gaza electricity. And he said we were surprised to discover that Israel at the beginning of this month deducted $11 million 
and continued the electricity. Uh, so it's an interesting in-fight situation. And it sounds like a humanitarian decision because cutting electricity means places like hospitals and Israel's not allowing that to happen. Well, they've got a very uh, rationed power supply even now, uh, something like five hours of electricity, then six hours without. Uh, and so it's a difficult situation for the residents of Gaza but the real fight is between the Palestinian Authority Chairman Mahmoud Abbas from Fatah and uh, their rivals Hamas. Mm. A new movie that is to be released later this month, Ron, reports dwindling faith in the Middle East. And what's the story with this movie? I found this uh, intriguing. On May the 23rd, dozens of churches around the United States are expected to host a screening of a new film about the persecution of Christians in the Middle East. The film is called Faith Keepers, and the people behind it are almost entirely American Jews who live in Israel. The hour-long film features chilling testimony from Christian refugees from Iraq, Lebanon, and Egypt about the horrors they endure. Interspersed are experts discussing the history context and decline of Christianity in the Middle East. Paula Kweskin, who produced the film for the non-profit group Clarion Project, said the tragic tales are woefully underreported. When I've shown the film to small groups or large groups, they're flawed, she told the Jerusalem Post. They always say the same thing. We didn't realise how bad it was. When we consider the extent of persecution and what it means for the future of Christianity in the Middle East, we're talking about the possibility that Christian Christianity there could become extinct. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the film when it comes to Australia, but it certainly arouses a major prayer point. And it has something to do with, too, what I understand is a little bit of celebration that's going on in an Iraqi Christian town, uh, because there are some signs of life that have begun to return to this town that obviously was uh, under pressure from those who had overtaken it. Yeah, this is a wonderful story. It's about the Christian town of Karakosh, and uh, there are fires burning on the on the scene in that little village. Uh, they're not uh, burning uh, crosses or churches, as did ISIS, but they're burning old household items as a way of cleaning their homes and cleansing their bad memories. As you can see, we're burning our own clothes, one 42-year-old lady said, but we see no feeling of vengeance in these fires. We are peaceful and we're the real people of this country. ISIS fighters swept through the Nineveh Plain, east of Mosul, in August 2014, and forced around 120,000 Iraqi Christians to flee their homes, the biggest disaster to hit that minority in nearly 2,000 years. Karakosh had a pre-ISIS population of around 50,000, but it was emptied almost overnight. But they're returning, and they're praising the Lord, and uh, they're an amazing witness. Well, Ron, you always help us keep our feet on the ground and understanding what's going on in that significant part of the world 
around Israel and the events that are continuing to uh, oftentimes uh, burgeon out of control, even in some respects. But, Ron, you bring us some of the good, the bad and the ugly, but uh, always very informative talking to you and really appreciate you taking time to talk to us again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.